Hello and welcome to the Jumbo Package NFL Podcast. I'm Sonny Giuliano. Soon I'll be joined by my co-host Paul Clark. And right now you're about to listen to one of our eight NFL Divisional Preview Podcasts that we have recorded ahead of the 2019 NFL season, which is the sixth year that Paulie and I have been covering the league. Now, if you've been listening to us over the years, we thank you for coming back. If you're new to the show, thanks for stopping in. Throughout the season, we will be making our game picks each week and breaking down all of the biggest storylines around the league. But for now, we've got divisional previews to handle, so let's get to it. Welcome to the final preseason NFL Division Preview Podcast edition of the Jumbo Package NFL Podcast. Man, I fudged that intro up. You get the gist of it, though. I just said all the right words in the wrong order. It's 1.45 in the morning. Um, I'm Sonny Giuliano. I'm normally a more coherent host. Uh, I'm with Paul Clark. Paulie, how are you hanging in there? I, you know, I'm just battling here. We're battling. Chugging along? Yep. That's that's what you got to do. It's the fourth quarter. We put the fours up. We have the NFC West coming up. Um, there's no need for small talk, I guess. Like I said, it's 145 in the morning. Let's uh, let's just hit all the important stuff in this division, and there's quite a bit of it. We, we want to treat all four divisions equally. So let's start out with the one big question in the NFC West. Paulie, what's your one big question? It, you know, is Todd Gurley going to be healthy? It, it, what's up with the knee? You know? Yeah. Uh, it's a big question, Mark. You know, like, we never really got the answer on the knee. And uh, I, I want to know... Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I did I did a little bit of research on that just because he, he's one of the best players in the NFL. He's the last couple of years been a MVP candidate. Um the common thing you read is that there's tendonitis in his knee and that it, you know, there there wasn't any structural damage or anything like that, but like what does that mean? Does that mean that we should be expecting a timeshare with him and Malcolm Brown and the rookie Daryl Henderson that they drafted out of Memphis? Or is he going to be the number one guy who's getting the you know number one guy amount of touches? We have no clue. So yeah, that, that's a that's a very big question to ask going into the season. Um, and, you know, I, that, that was something that I wanted to touch on when we did best offensive player because I didn't have him as my pick, but he's an honorable mention. Like I said, he he's an MVP candidate, for, for goodness sake. Um, what's your feel on what that situation is? Do you have any strange. feel? I, I really don't. Like, I, I mean, it just a, was a whole, very weird situation. Like, you didn't hear nothing about the knee. And then all of a sudden he just didn't play in the NFC Championship game. 
Mm-hmm. And then they said he was going to play in the Super Bowl, and he did not. I mean, it's just weird. But then, like, he's not listed on their injury report right now, which makes it even stranger. It gives you really no indication of of what to expect from him on a, on a week-to-week basis or all year long, for that matter. Uh, no. So, yeah, that, that's a good one. And for the sake of the, the season as a whole, the fact that the Rams are a legitimate Super Bowl contender, once again, um, that one's probably bigger than my big question. Mine was, are we sure Jimmy Garoppolo is good? <laughs> I, I really think it's worth asking. And, you know, I, I don't like to get caught up in in – preseason results and and let that carry over into the regular season. Um, But, like, the stuff coming out of camp about Garoppolo wasn't good. And what you saw in the preseason from Garoppolo wasn't good. And he's already 27. He's going to be 28 in two months. He... He's eight and two in his career as a starter, but he was one and two last year. And and last year he didn't look great at the beginning of the season. And he's coming off a torn ACL. I just think that there's a chance that he is just not the guy. And he, there's only four million dollars in dead cap next year. I don't want to spoil my hot seat watch pick, but. Hey, sneaking suspicion, it might be Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you think? Am I am I looking too much into this? Should I not be paying attention to what we've seen from him so far in the preseason? I mean, I, I hate to answer on this now. Maybe uh, we'll talk about this on my hot seat watch. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Nice little cliffhanger. All right. Well, considering we might have him both as our guy in the hot seat watch, when we talk about best offensive player, he might not be listed there. Uh, Best offensive player in the NFC West, who do you have? I think it's hands down Russell Wilson. I am with you. Uh, For those listening to the podcast for the first time, you will hear a lot of Russell Wilson appreciation talk on this podcast. We are we are heavy on on Russell Wilson praise, uh, and it, it's it's well warranted in my opinion. Um, I mean, I'm 30, just heavy on guys that carry their entire team, and that that's the perfect way to describe what he what he does for them. He he carries that offense. Um, He he carries that offense, and it's an offense that actually doesn't feature him enough, in my opinion. They were the the most run-heavy team in the NFL last year. And, and, you know, I get established the run, and they, they ran the ball well. I get that. That's fine. But Russell Wilson's also one of like the five best quarterbacks in the league. He, he 
had 35 touchdowns and seven interceptions last year. He he had a completion percentage that, you know, two-thirds of his passes were completions, 111 passer rating. Maybe put the ball in his hands a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I'd get it in his hands as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, the only quarterback in the league last year with a touchdown percentage higher than Wilson was Patrick Mahomes. So maybe maybe let that guy go to work. But, yes, he was my pick. I, I felt very comfortable with that. Um, maybe if we knew what we were getting from Todd Gurley, the gap is a little bit closer there. Um, but, uh, you know, had written down. I, I had a couple others written down. Um, George Kittle, I, I just – I felt like it was warranted considering he set the record for receiving yards by a tight end in the season. Um, also, and a huge it, what's that? I said George Kittle's also a huge wrestling fan. Yep. He was also the fourth best blocking tight end in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, he led the league in yards after catch last year, which is kind of crazy for a tight end. I just I, I really like him. I felt like he deserved to be mentioned. Um, I, I think we're at a point where Jared Goff might be a little underrated based on the Super Bowl. Um, he was 4,600 yards, 32 touchdowns last year, 101 passer rating. Um, and I think there's actually room for him to improve this year if Sean McVay opens up that offense a little bit more and they, they diversify their personnel usage, I think that he could have an even better year this year. Um, and then I, I also had David Johnson, a close personal friend who I'd met one time. Um, 258 rushes, 940 yards last year, uh, 10 total touchdowns. He's going to be getting a lot of volume in that in that Cliff Kingsbury offense, whether it's running the ball, catching balls out of the backfield. Um, he, I think he is a really good fantasy option. I think he's a really good running back in general. So I, I also had him listed. David Johnson's interesting because, like you said, in that coach-handsome offense, he's going to be getting – all kinds of opportunity. Do you say Coach Handsome? Yeah. I, I'm fine with that, but I just want to say Sean McVay would like to have a word with you. I said it because they always called him Coach Handsome on college game day. No, I get it, but the, the fact that, that we're going to start calling a, another coach in the NFC West Coach Handsome, and it's not Sean McVay? I mean... I'm just telling well, you, Sean McVay's got his work cut out for him now with Cliff Kingsbury. And then, uh, no. I mean, the facial hair goes to McVay, but Kingsbury's a sharp-looking guy. Both I and Sean McVay are, are offended by you calling Cliff Kingsbury Coach Hanson. I'm just telling you. Take Let's a good look on. at Cliff Kingsbury's a sharp-looking guy. I Look, all I'm saying is he's the poor man's Ryan Gosling. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be more than the poor man. The last thing Coach Handsome is is poor. <laughs> That's a good point. 
co- coming. The, yeah, I, I, I should not be talking. Chubby McVeigh should not be talking. Um, <laughs> best defensive player. Uh, another. What's funny is before we get to the pick, which we're gonna have the same guy. It's a runaway. And that's a complete insult to Bobby Wagner, who is the best linebacker in football. I, I wrote Bobby Wagner down just for pure respect. Yeah. No, he, he he absolutely deserves it. But and it's still a runaway. Aaron Donald is not human, so I said it last year. He's the best offensive football player that I've seen in my life. You ever watch some of like his workouts and stuff like on like Twitter or Instagram? Yeah, I've seen him with his shirt off. Wow. He's not he's he, he's not quite human. No, he's definitely not human. I mean scary. So yeah, I you know, there there are a couple other good defensive players in this division. Really, the only two that you, you're obligated to mention are Aaron Donald, the pick, in my opinion, the best player in football, either side of the ball. Um, and Bobby Wagner, the best linebacker in football, potentially the second best defensive player in the league. Very good player. Um. Just a few Aaron Donald stats. 59 tackles, uh, 20 and a half sacks, best in the league, four forced fumbles, 25 tackles for loss, best in the league, 41 quarterback hits, best in the league, 106 quarterback pressures, first in the league. He has four of the five best single-season pass rush win rates in pro football focus history that spans from 2006 to 2018. Like I said, I, I play again. Defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Like I said, and you know, I, I've been able to watch football and really gather who are like the really important and great players I would say, you know, I I get it now better than I did when I was 10 years old. But in the last 15 years, he's the best defensive player I've seen. I have to say there's – he's the best defensive player I've seen. Um, There's only one to me. That is close, and that's Ray Lewis. As far yeah. as I mean, yeah, you know, there, there's there's a list of guys that you could say peak Ray Lewis, peak JJ Watt. The year the Ravens won the Super Bowl, Ray Lewis was the best player in football. Yeah, and, and you know that would have been the narrative last year if the Rams would have beat the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think that would have been the narrative if the Bears would have beat the Colts in 2007, that Brian Urlacher would have, you know, been that guy. Um, 
I think J.J. Watt is on that list. When he was at his peak before all the injuries started piling up, um, he was dominant in a way on the edge, similar to how Aaron Donald is right now in the interior. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm not trying to, to step on any legends that have played in the past or anything no, like I, that. There, there are other guys for sure, but right now I think it's pretty clear cut that he, Aaron Donald's the man. He is the man. Uh, best coaching staff. I mean, Sean McVay and Wade Phillips are still with the Rams, right? That's correct. Give me the Rams. Yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, that, that that's just about as good as you could do with offensive play caller and defensive play caller in the NFL. Correct. So, so I'm with you there. Um, man, I, I'm, I'm still shook that you're putting – that you're saying Cliff Kingsbury is as good-looking as Sean McVay. I'm just telling you, I didn't say he's as good-looking. I said Cliff Kingsbury's a sharp-looking guy. This is the, this is the best-looking division of head coaches. You like Pete Carroll, huh? For like a 67-year-old guy, he's very handsome. He he's older than you think he is. Oh, I'm always I'm always stunned when I hear again how old Pete Carroll is. I know. He could chew the shit he's, out of some so. He's gonna be sixty eight in two weeks. That's crazy. He might be the most handsome sixty eight year old in the world. Incredible. Peter, Peter Carroll. He's got kind of like a Richard Gere look to him. This podcast has gone off the rails. Yeah, I mean... Uh, (laughs) Best Division newcomer. What do you think? I think it's going to be Eric Weddle. I think that was a huge pickup Mm. for the... Um... Fantastic safety. I think he's. I think he's going to help that defense tremendously. Also, I think you could talk about uh, Ziggy Ansah goes to Seattle, sure. and also Clay Matthews goes to the Rams. I think Rams made a couple nice acquisitions defensively to go along with uh, Aaron Donald. All right, I I had Weddle on my honorable mention. Um, I had Ziggy Ansah on my honorable mention. There are a couple other ones that I want to mention, though. Another honorable mention, the D. Ford-Nick Bosa duo. I like them on the edge of that 49ers defensive line. Um, And then my actual pick, I just went with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how good the Cardinals will be this year. I don't think they'll be very good. But he is, in theory at least, the perfect sort of quarterback for this Cliff Kingsbury system. They they drafted their franchise guy. It, it's a position that they thought they filled last year with Josh Rosen. He wasn't going to be the guy. So let's see what Kyler Murray's made of. 
Absolutely. All right, hot seat watch. We kind of alluded to this one at the very beginning of the pod. Um, I think it's Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think there's a chance it extends beyond that. There are rumblings that Garoppolo, Shanahan, and John Lynch could all be on the hot seat. And I, I think that that's because the the playoff buzz for San Francisco is premature. Um, I could see that being the case next year maybe, but this year it still feels like they're a year away. Yeah, I actually have written down for the hot seat Jimmy Garoppolo. Like and I said, I'm my, just... My question to you was going to be, is he really good? <laughs> it sounds like a question I asked you. Um, it, that's why when you said it, I thought maybe you looked at my paper like you were cheating on a test. But I found it impossible since you were in Florida and I am an Elba. Yeah. No, I, my my vision isn't quite that good. Um, but as we've talked about before many times in this podcast, we tend to be aligned on a lot of football-related subjects. But, yeah, I, I've, I've been having the same sort of worry. And, and what I've landed on is I'm, I'm, I kind of lean no. Yeah, I, I mean, one day last week or the week before, I saw a thing that he threw five straight interceptions in practice. That's yeah, very that's good. a problem. Not very good. So, yeah, we're we're aligned on that. And like I said, I think it could extend beyond just Garoppolo, which might be unfair to Shanahan and Lynch. Maybe the, maybe ownership there is a little bit more patient with those two, but I could absolutely see it with only four million in dead cap on Garoppolo's deal. I could see them moving on next year, just cutting him or trading him, whatever. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Gambler's corner. What do you got? Over eight and a half. Seattle Seahawks wins. Hmm. That's actually one we're different on, and we'll we'll get to that when we do division records. Um, one of my honorable mentions, which is probably the one I considered most besides my actual pick, I went under eight and a half wins for San Francisco. I think that's a lock. That seems like a lock to me, too. Um that is minus 175, though. The the one that I ended up picking, minus 140, the Los Angeles Rams to win the NFC West. Yeah, I think they're pretty much a lock. That felt very safe to me. The other two honorable mentions I had, Jared Goff over 4,249.5 passing yards. Um. You know, he went over that total last year, and I feel especially confident in that, not knowing what we're going to be getting out of Todd Gurley. And then Kyler Murray over 3,461.5 passing yards. I just feel like that they're going to be behind in a lot of games. They're going to have to throw the ball a ton. If you're betting under on that, 
that feels like you're betting him not to play multiple games. Right. Um, well, we are left with division records. Fourth place in the NFC West. Who do you have? Arizona Cardinals, 3-13. and 13. I think you, you cheated off my test. The Arizona Cardinals, 3-13, and 13, fourth in the NFC West. That is my pick. Third. San Francisco 49ers, 6-10. and 10. I was slightly lower. I had them 5-11. and 11. Second. Seattle Seahawks, 10-6. and 6. Wow, come to 10. I have them 8-8. Eight and eight. Also second. And then division winner. The Los Angeles McVeighs, 11 and 5. Once again, uh, a fitting way to end this preseason division preview. I also have the Los Angeles Rams, 11 and 5. We have reached the finish line, Paulie. We did it. Two nights, eight division preview podcasts, all 32 teams covered. Um, This has been a lot of fun. Been tiring, but fun. And in just a matter of days, we're going to be rocking and rolling with our week one picks podcast. Can you believe it? The season is here. I can't believe it, but it's... It's fantastic stuff, I can tell you that. Well, do your research over the weekend after you get some sleep tonight. Um and, and be ready because we're we're gonna kick things gonna off. Much of that tonight. What's that? I said there's not gonna be much of that sleep tonight. No, no, you'll that'll that'll need to be Saturday into Sunday. Sunday into Labor Day, Monday. You'll have to catch up on those hours that you're missing tonight. <laughs> but, Paulie, I, I, I tell you this all the time. I appreciate you being my co-host. I couldn't think of anybody better. Um, you're six for us doing the, the NFL Picks Pod, and it, it gets more and more fun every year. Absolutely. I love it. I enjoy doing it with you. and uh, You know, I, I it's a lot of fun. I look forward to it every year. And week to week. So, again, if if you're new to the program, we, we don't just do division previews. Each week, we are going to pick the entire slate of games against the spread. Um, we, we keep track all year of our records. We go head-to-head each week. Um, we keep a weekly tally. We keep a yearly tally. Um, the last two years, we have been split. Uh, I won two years ago. Paulie won last year. So this is, in some respect, the rubber match, the 2019 season, the 100th NFL season. Um, We have yet to decide on a stipulation for our bet. We say every year we need to come up with some sort of stipulation. We just never do. Um, But, yeah, anyway, please follow along with us all year. Like like I said on a couple podcasts, 
We're going to be on Hardwood in Hollywood. Who they have been our host the last three years, and they are awesome. Um, you could follow Paulie and I both on Twitter. I am at Sunny CG. Paulie, you are at PMC0978, correct? Correct. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter. Uh, that is at Jumbo Package NFL. Um, I'm going to be doing my best to live tweet games on Sunday. I'm hoping that I could get Paulie to, to hop in on that too and live tweet some games from the Jumbo Package account on Twitter. You can follow us on TalkShoe, on Spotify, on Anchor. We're trying to get this thing spread out. I have yet to decide if we're going to have a YouTube feed, but I think that might be pretty cool. Anyway, just you know, follow us, retweet us, like us, share us. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's every plug. Hope you enjoyed these previews. Polly, it's been fun. We will be back in a couple days to go over week one of the 2019 NFL season. Polly, get some sleep, my friend. You deserve it. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Have a good night. All right, you too. Bye.